Hi, you're listening to On the Town. I'm your host, Tanya Cooper. Tonight's guest is a drama therapy practitioner, behavioral health expert, an actress, and a writer. Please welcome the lovely Miss Lindsay Sherwin. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to On the Town. Hi, Tanya. Thank How you so you? much. Thank you. I'm great. Yeah, good, 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 good. So um, we wanted to have you on because there's... Um, you know, there's a lot going on right now with stress just in general. And, um, you know, with this virus thing, there's a lot going on anyway. But we thought we'd focus tonight on, um, you know, pretty much young people and um, and how um, trauma through writing and drama um, can help uh, young people. So uh, first, I wanted to start off by saying um, welcome to the show again. And um, I want to ask you, how did you get into this field? Well, tell us what you do, and then I'll say, how did you get into the field? Sure. So I am an actor and a poet. Um, I started acting from a very young age, and then I started working with young people in foster care, actually, Mm -hmm. um, about six years ago. Um, I was a youth specialist, and but I was still performing, and I later down the line in my career decided that I wanted to do more for that population. And I Mm -hmm. found that contributing to them through my passion of acting and performance and using that therapeutically can really help. So I kind of merged them. Okay. So what, um, what type of work do you do um, now with the, with your work with you specifically, or what do you do specifically in the field? So right now I'm working with youth and families as a child and family therapist. Um, and I use a lot of these approaches with them. Okay. Okay. And what can you tell us our viewers? Cause you know, I was pretend like our viewers are just being enlightened. What <laughs> is, um, what are some of the signs? Well, first of all, what is trauma? How about that? What is trauma in, in like, you know, so where we can all understand it. Yeah. So trauma is the nature of an actual event that's happened to you that's distressing or disturbing. Um, it can be physical and affect you emotionally. Okay. And what, what are some of the signs, if someone's watching right now, what are some of the signs that a child or teenager might display if they have dealt with a traumatic event? Yeah. So there's a different um, way that, you know, you express that. Um, there's mm-hmm. several ways, but I think depending on, the actual events that they've experienced. It could be externalizing, meaning they're acting out, mm-hmm. um, they're arguing, they're defensive, um, mm-hmm. or they're withdrawn, like they're not yes. talking at all. Mm-hmm. I, I also think bullying is another one to me. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so too. That can definitely yeah. be uh, something that we, we notice. Mm. So what are some of the ways um, uh, that, w- that we normally deal with trauma before we talk about the way that you have found um, that helps? Yeah, I think that most people look at trauma as, you know, something that they have to work through and it's, it's, a, it's a slow process. And so um, in order to unravel that and to kind of address the unpredictable emotions and maybe the flashbacks or the physical symptoms – um, you know, they look to talk about it and they look to kind of ask, you know, what happened and, you know, tell me more and, and really kind of go into that exposure therapy. Um, 
you know, traditional talking, uh, we've learned through research that that's not always the best way when somebody has experienced a disturbing or distressing event and maybe multiple times to talk about it. And we've seen it that doesn't really help that much um, because usually the trauma is repeated and it's mm-hmm. prolonged, especially right. if it's like violence or, or they're being abused. And so, exactly. right. Yeah, see, and that's funny that you said it, because I know I was sexually abused um, from 9 to 15, uh, and um, and I couldn't, um, you know, I, well, I discovered very early by watching Saturday Night Live and some other, Carol Burnett and Johnny Carson, that, um, you know, by I, I did a lot of writing, so that's one of my ways that I did it, um, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I create, uh, create other worlds, basically, um, you know, so that I wouldn't have to create, you know, another mental personality, uh, but so it helped me, so drama and... Um, you know, uh, improv, all that helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, so, um, and what are, um, so, so I think, I think also, um, there's, there's creative ways to deal with, um, trauma. Uh, and, and like I said before, writing was one for me and, and it's followed me to this day. Um, and I think there's a lot of separate celebrities who are example of, of, they may have experienced trauma, but they have made it through, um, Eartha Kitt is one. She was mm-hmm. left in a field, a field at 12 years old by her mother who thought she was too light skinned to be with the family. Cause you know, back then it was the Jim Crow stuff, yeah. uh, left her in a field. So she was an orphan, but she said she, she joined the theater because that was her family and that's how she made it through. So uh, she's one singer, Rihanna experienced abusive household. Uh, and now she's the number one bestseller singer in the world. So, um, you know, do you think, do you think um, how we deal with trauma is based on how we are taught to deal with it or how we're taught to ignore it? That's a great question. I think, you know, the responses can be learned by what we see if we're always around uh, these series of events happening to us, then and we mm-hmm. see people reacting in a certain mm-hmm. way, we're going to mirror those reactions. Um, yes. But I also think it's physiological and it comes from our senses. So if we're in a high anxiety environment, we're going to express anxiety or stress, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we're going to actually um, kind of diminish our imagination and what's possible for us. And that's the scary part. Right. Unless, unless you, um, sadly, and of course that someone creates like a Sybil. Um, so that's another way to, to, that it man, can manifest, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Um, but that, I know that's more into behavioral therapy and stuff, but that is another way, uh, for it to manifest instead of the other ways, which is by creative source. So, um, <clears throat> why do you think it's hard? Um, cause like when it comes to foster youth, it seems like it's hard for, for something like this program to be, uh, you know, told, put into a model, uh, mm. like they won't embrace it as quickly as they will the ch- generic, let's just do therapy 101. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think it's just because they're just so out, outdated and that they just are not into getting new things going on? Or what do you think that is? Because it, it's frustrating to me as a nonprofit owner to, to deal with um, agencies being so um, not, Mm-hmm. hip to what's new you know what what can possibly work for especially for young juveniles uh you know young people acting out this is great stuff yeah i think there's a couple different reasons why it's not being pursued as proactively um as it could be and i think it's also about you know bringing it to people's attention which is what i'm doing with my work mm-hmm. so really kind mm-hmm. of looking at it in an innovative way um and how we're getting it out there but um I would say that because it's not 
within the traditional medical model framework and it doesn't follow mm -hmm. that. It actually mm -hmm. kind of provides a different um, response and, you know, attitude or approach to how uh, we can help people overcome these issues, especially with young people in these situations. It's just not known. And so I would mm -hmm. say that's the biggest reason right now. It's just not uh, read about and people mm -hmm. don't even know what it takes to become a, a drama therapist or creative arts therapist. Right, right. Um, and what, is it, what does that take? I'm just curious myself. Yeah, it takes years. I mean, I've been studying this for years. I actually studied sociology before and then I got mm -hmm. into this about five, going to be six years ago and I'm still mm -hmm. training. Um, and that's mm -hmm. because there's many requirements outside of the regular like psychological uh, courses we have to take like as a you know a regular traditional therapist we're taking arts-based psychotherapy courses um, mm -hmm. you know and then I specialize in role play and how to like use role play therapeutically in different methods and techniques because I think mm -hmm. what um, people don't understand is that you know when you're looking at a particular issue like if say um, you know the population that we're talking about now foster care mm -hmm. juvenile crossover youth uh, they're getting into the same issues, right? Like conflict mm -hmm. at home, mm -hmm. family dynamics, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of acting out, um, mm -hmm. pretending they're different people a lot. Well, a lot of kids do that, but I think specifically when you're moving from home to home or you're out on the streets. And so the way to, to really, in my view, to, to work with that um, and to reduce those those issues that surface from that is to say, let's play a role. Let's Let's see who you can be, um, you know, outside of who you're playing every day in life, rather than you have an issue and we need to treat this issue because you're not well. Like, we'll find the issue out through the scene, through the role. And then we can say, let's look at different ways you can address this and play this in your real life. And that, to me, is healing. Mm -hmm. That's creative and mm -hmm. that's healing. Yes, that's very creative. So what do you think, um, what are some of the ways that, that maybe maybe like the courts could be a referral source um, to foster parents and the parents of troubled teens? Yes, I think the courts are a great source of support and they would be advocates for this because they know who they represent and they, they work with mm -hmm. them all the time. And, and it's difficult and it's challenging um, you know, to, to communicate, I think, even if you're trained, even if you're a trained therapist or a social worker or um, an, an attorney that works with kids all the time and has to mm -hmm. kind of support them and figure out how to save them from their own mistakes sometimes. Um, right. There is a way to work with them that is not so overbearing. And so kind of, and it goes back to this traditional model of like, this is, what you're going to have to do and you're going to have to right. answer these questions. And, and so we mm -hmm. put that on them so heavily. And, and so they resist that with mm. good reason. <laughs> right. No, I guess uh, I saw a video on YouTube with um, Dr. Benjamin Sanders. Uh, he's like associate director of national crime victims research and treatment center in Florida. Mm. Um, and he said um, something we both agree with. Uh, we need new creative ways to spread evidence-based systems this is a challenge. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I think that this is, you know, <clears throat> this modality 
of, of the drama piece is so important um, because uh, I know it helped me. And, uh, and some of my friends who are also were in foster care or were traumatized, they did singing or dancing or something mm-hmm. of the art. And they, that really helped them uh, strive through, especially when you don't have money for a big therapist mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, um, or if you're an agency, they use the same traditional therapist. And you're like, oh, this is boring. So. Um, I don't know. I think uh, it's sad that um, I know I, I'm as a former foster kid. Um, I see the same models and they're not working clearly. Uh, and it's time to try something new. So tell us about what you do. I know you. I know uh, you are the uh, the founder of uh, You Are the Ship. LLC. Yes. Creator founder. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Sure. So You're the Ship LLC is a really a consulting company that I created in 2017 that works with young people 13 to 18 in foster care Mm -hmm. and the juvenile justice system. It was designed for that group of young people, but now I'm also expanding it to work with staff and teachers and other therapists that want to learn not how to do it necessarily, but to use some of these techniques um, Mm -hmm. to bring to their work with this population. And I also consult you know, using these techniques, um, with the agencies, with the schools, um, and doing the workshops. So I have kind of a multi-prong system going. That's good. That's very, that's what we need. Um, so right now there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of parents at home now with their kids, right? Mm-hmm. And they're having to do the homeschool. So I know a lot of people are frustrated. Kids are looking for things to do. Do you know um, what are some of the, because um, I know you have a book uh, coming out too, a poetry yes. book. That's one of your other modalities that you used. Yes. Um, what are some of the writing um, exercises or, or drama exercises that a parent or caregiver can do with their young people? Just something basic. Mm-hmm. So I think for drama, you can do like, um, we usually very, the simplest thing when you start off with any drama is like mirroring exercise. So mm-hmm. repetitive mm-hmm. Uh, movements is very mm-hmm. fun with kids. So you just kind of make a sound and a movement or a gesture and you repeat that. Um, That's fun. I did that Yeah. <laughs> and you mirror it and you see what comes out of that and it can become really big and it then can take the form of a sculpt and then a scene eventually. So it's very cool to see that okay that's fun sounds like fun and writing uh, now you i read some of your poetry it's absolutely wonderful um how did you get started with writing the poetry i started writing i would say when i was about 17 or 18 um so like at the end of my high school years and then into college i really picked up on mm-hmm. it and it really came from a mental health thing i think i wasn't like ever okay. officially diagnosed but i definitely knew i had mm-hmm something along the lines of Mm -hmm. depression maybe because I was so inward and I kept to myself a lot and I just I wrote and I enjoyed it okay good 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 so that's a good uh that's a good tool I I use that um a lot even when I was working as addiction specialist um I use that with clients that you know you're putting around board you have nothing to do you can't watch television get a journal and I, I just make copies of paper for them with lines and um just like start journaling start just what do I write mm-hmm. about anything mm-hmm. anything the greatest book I've ever read for artists is um um oh god by Z- Nzinga uh what's her name the artist way it's called oh the yes artist way. yes yeah 
Nazinga, some, I forgot her last name, but she is amazing um, because she says, just write 15 minutes, write nothing and anything that comes to your brain, just write. Because then when it's time to really write, you're focused. Mm. And that, that is my first, um, first tool that I use with people. I, I can spot when someone's a writer. So it really helps. I know with my clients, it helps. Um, so for, for therapists that are now seeing clients online, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Is there any advice of what challenge they could face or anything you can help um, give advice on that? Sure. So I think like I've had a few sessions lately with clients and um, it's a very different experience. And I would say that the, Mm -hmm. the easiest way is to just kind of be in the moment and see how they're acting on the screen. Like if they're kind of getting like antsy and they need to do a stretch, like have them do a stretch or Um, I just had one of my clients write a little poem about how they're feeling. Um, Either it could be how you're feeling right now, depending on what they're doing um, or what they're saying to you. You kind of have to observe, right? But um, it could be like something that they look forward to or keep it, keep it um, aligned with what you're working on with them. So, you know, that's, that's really helpful. Yes, it is. And what about to clients that cannot go to therapy? Mm -hmm. Um, what can we say to, today to to ease their fears um, mm. if they were having, if they had a child in the house or a teenager in the house um, that's dealing with something? Yeah, just um, really kind of offer as many creative arts things as you can. You know, they can play with clay or um, make something, you know, uh, like a picture or draw something, um, get like different craft materials. Like I know... Um, I always have like, uh, little, uh, pom-poms around or leaves or flowers or like dried, um, plants, you know, something like that, like just to create something, beads, um, so that they can do something and, you know, use those things as a way to express. And you might see something that you weren't noticing before in the artwork. Mm, nice. Very nice. And so um, what else do you think of in current, in current events, you know, in time of uh, this coronavirus and this lockdown, um, you know, there's so much anxiety mm-hmm. going on right now. Um, do you have any techniques uh, for, for dealing with anxiety in young people in the house? Yeah. So I think that the most effective way to deal with anxiety is to really just kind of look at how much space you're giving your child in the sense of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, allow them to kind of use their imagination and create something, um, you know, breathe is good. Like doing some breathing or movement work, um, really helps calm the body down during stressful or scary times, which is what we're in. So, um, kind of Mm -hmm. teaching them that while they're doing something, um, and, and putting their mind, you know, at ease and also focus. So kind of two things there mm-hmm. I'm saying, like help them focus, but then also help them stay at ease. They're going to feel better. Um, you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Don't ask too many questions, kind of limit the questions and, you know, be mindful mm-hmm. of kind of the space that you're in now, which is hard sometimes because okay. we're all in the same space, living in the same room. <laughs> yes, yes. I can imagine right now um, some parents are really, uh, especially parents who had uh, therapists for their children mm-hmm. with special needs. So they have to be home with the child now 
and have to deal with um, how, you know, how they're teaching them because the other person did the repetitive learning and all that stuff. Um, they just love them when they get home. Uh, so I wonder how they're dealing with that. Um, I saw one friend, she's gotten creative in arts and crafts and, you know, drama with putting on the princess outfits mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess people will um, get more resourceful as they as yes. need it, you know. And, and um, what else do you want to tell us about your drama program? Um, that sounds like an amazing approach that you have here. Yeah. With the, well, with a, I'm excited to share that there is one school I'm looking to work with in Brooklyn to start um, a mm-hmm. long-term contract. Mm-hmm. And I really just want to reach the foster care agencies and the other um, organizations that work with kids in foster care and juvenile justice. And so I'm working on getting contracts with that and, um, you know, testing it out. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's amazing. I think you should also be looking into talking to the judges, the Mm -hmm. family court judges, Mm -hmm. uh, because if they, if they can see the vision, then maybe they'll spread the word and the commissioners uh, in the, in the cities and towns that you want to be in. Because uh, I think this, you know, I mean, they do it in Florida. They have uh, drama type therapy in Florida and mm. some other places. Um, I don't know how they, I, but it seems like it's it's at a place like the guy with the crime victim mm-hmm. things. They have that specifically there. So maybe that's why, because it's, it's set up for, okay, come up with everything you can on kids with trauma. And this is just one of the modalities maybe. Um, but um, there's got to be a way for that to happen here. Because uh, I don't hear of it much. I mean, 15 years ago, when I was a drug counselor, I was doing with my clients, I had worked with adolescents. So I would have them act out um, scenarios of, you know, when I know they're going back home, this is what's yeah. going to happen. And what yeah. are you going to do about it? We do the good version and the mm-hmm. bad version. And, and you know, that mm-hmm. stuff, they, you know, they, they remember that. And that that's more mm-hmm. fun for them. It's more believable. It's more, it's more yes. attainable for them. Um, then, so tell me, how do you feel right. today? I mean, that's like, uh, I'm not telling you how I feel. You know, I can show you, mm-hmm. but I'm not really telling mm-hmm. you. So I think um, that's great. Anything else you want to share with us? How can people reach you if they want yeah, to Yeah, so you can reach me on social media. My Instagram is mm-hmm. Lana Evolved. And okay. you can also reach me by email. My email is lindsay s at you are small hyphen the shift.org. Okay. All right. And mm-hmm. also my website, which is www.shiftyourlife.co. Awesome. That is awesome. So uh, for those of you who don't know, we're, we're, you're listening to On the Town. I'm your host, Tanya. And we've been talking with the, the lovely Miss Lindsay Sherwin. Uh, she is the creator and founder of You Are the Shift, um, drama therapy practitioner, behavioral health expert, and actress and writer. Um, Lindsay, we thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I can't believe the time is winding <laughs> up already so quickly. Um, any last requests, <laughs> as they say? Um, no, just stay tuned <laughs> for the book, Masked. And thank you yes. so much, Tanya. Love being here with you. Yes. Did you get a title of the book yet? Um well, I really like to keep it butterfly and mask, just making sure everyone knows that this is really about healing through our words and expressing through poetry how we feel. I like that. 
I like that. So be on the lookout for the book and we'll be looking for it. You let us know when you got it ready yes, to come back on. Definitely. Be a guest. Yeah. All right. We'll be talking to you. And thank you so much for listening to On the Town. Thank you. Bye. Bye.